recording on a Wednesday, November 27th. Um, we have we have Dylan here with us as our guest. So, Dylan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Dylan Liu, and I'm currently a biology uh, biology major at UTD, of course. And I'm a sophomore, and I'm a sophomore commuter. Uh, something I think that makes me unique is, first of all, I'm inside the biology program. Er, I'm a biology major, but I'm not pre-med, and instead I'm actually inside UT because I want to teach, and that's what I want to do with my life. Well, at least that's what I think so. I'm still young. <laughs> so what year are you doing? I'm a sophomore, so this is my second year at UTD. Uh, yeah, this is my second year at UTD. Good, and uh, when do you plan on, I guess, graduating? So I should be graduating at 2020. Uh, but what's, some, what's something really interesting about you teach is that uh, they push your entire semester into only seven semesters, and your last semester is a what is a full uh, you have a full semester of just teaching high school. So it's since, so it's essentially an unpaid internship. So my classes are a little bit more crammed since I have to do UT classes and I have to do uh, and have to like graduate in seven well do all my classes in seven semesters. But other than that, uh, I'm still 2020 for graduation date. At least that's the plan. So you essentially work for free and don't get paid anything. So you, yeah. so you teach for free, essentially. <laughs> yeah, essentially, essentially. But you have your mentor teacher there guiding you, helping you, te- uh, helping you, giving you tips. So okay, yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, any 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 cool facts that you want to tell us about? I know you mentioned uh, one specific thing beforehand. So yeah, um, I I think I'm pretty positive. I'm the only sophomore commuter that still eats at the dining hall. <laughs> I have a meal plan for 10 weeks, uh, 10 meals a week. And the reason why I do that is because I get on campus really, really early. Well, when I say early, like maybe uh, 8 o'clock a.m. And, uh, and I'll leave campus all around maybe like 10 o'clock p.m., which is pretty late, I think. And uh, I'm on campus all the time, so I'd rather not just bring two meals with me. Instead, I'd rather just eat on campus, since I don't think the dining hall food is that bad. Uh, although last year, Charles Wells got a, a, a lot of blame for just like some, because people don't like the food and there's some, like some safety concerns, which makes sense. Okay, um, so, okay, so, so you mentioned that you're on campus from like 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. So, I mean, you don't, I, ho- I hope you don't have classes, you know, straight from yeah. 8 to 10. Um, what do you do in like the, the time in between? Do you go like do you hang out somewhere specific on campus or do you have like favorite study spots at UTS? Well, that's a really good question. So uh, I'm on campus basically like from that time five days a week. On the weekends, uh, I just, you know, I just stay at home. But I feel like that home is just like my, uh, it's like my screw around place and I can't really do any work at home. So I try to do everything on campus. And I also have friends on campus. so. I would rotate between just studying, doing homework, and hanging out with friends. Uh, and I try to do that all uh, all on campus, essentially. And once at home, I'd basically just crash. So it can be we- weird since like I won't see my parents for like an entire week since I just leave, su- I leave early and then I go home super late. <laughs> Man, that's okay. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm definitely like that. I mean, I, I, I personally live on campus. Um, but you know, I just can't study at my apartment because I yeah. have like I have my computer, I have my like you know, I have my my video games, so I have to be like somewhere else. So I definitely, I definitely feel that. Cool. Um. So, 
if you don't mind, let's kind of like change the conversation to 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 your to your major, and uh, I, I guess not your major, but the, the program you've decided to follow, which is you teach.、Mm-hmm. Um, what made you so? You, What made you become a teacher? I guess, or you know, what what inspired you to go into the teaching field? Well, I think that having just a really, really good teacher like can make can like make it so you love the class and make it so you hate the class, and I think that's so so important. And also true about professors in college. But, yeah, it's totally yeah. true about the professors in college. I agree. They can make your grade, or they can make you love the class, and they or they can make you absolutely hate the class.、Uh, And I think I would want to do that as a career. I could just never see myself just、uh, sitting down and just, or just like doing something. I guess that that I don't enjoy for a large portion of my life. I remember there's a video or like a diagram I saw where they they do pie chart and see how much of your life is consumed just by work. And and then basically the message of the of the pie chart was saying you you should be doing something meaningful with your work or something that at least you enjoy. And you know that's how you like. Get the best fulfillment life, right? So that's, and I think that I would really like teaching a lot. So I looked around,、um, well, not looked around specifically, but it was my senior year where I had a really great AP Biology teacher, and I really liked not only the teacher but the class and the subject itself. So that made me want to literally just follow in the footsteps of、uh, taking a biology degree and getting a teacher certification. Okay, so. Okay, very cool.、Um, so, what specifically about that teacher that you like? What are some specific things that the teacher did or didn't do? I guess that you really enjoyed or liked. Well, this teacher,、uh, there's always pretty clear communication,、uh, and I think one of the things that means the most to me is that if they're approachable or not. If the teacher is really scary, or if they're like they've, they've been mean to you, or you just don't have much、uh, like. If you just haven't really built up a relationship with the teacher, it's really hard to approach and just ask them questions. And just having that fear、uh, or just not feeling safe in a classroom is really important. And so I always felt safe in the classroom. I wouldn't be afraid to just ask her stuff,、uh, like just about just just questions about biology or just like straight up life questions, like, "Hey, this is、uh, something I'm going through. What would you? What's your take on this?" Right. And the fact that she was willing to still listen and like give advice meant really a lot to me. And I think. Uh, no, I think I know that like almost all of our students.、Uh, well, I'm sure all students like really like this teacher, and I did too. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's super cool.、Um, let me ask you. So, so let me ask you this.、Um, what did your parents think, or、uh, that when you chose to go into teaching, were they were they supportive? Were they、um, like were they skeptical or anything so, like that? So.、Uh, Well, I'm Asian, but tr- I think the traditional Asian stereotype is like, "Oh man, like teaching sucks because you get low pay." <laughs> but、uh, my mom's a preschool teacher, so I think she,、uh, she was okay with it.、Uh, my dad, I don't think he really cares at all. So I think for me, I was、uh, lucky that、um, that they were okay with it. And、uh, fun fact: the median of a Texas salary for a teacher is fifty thousand starting. So it's not that bad. It's not as bad as you think. Okay. No, that's that's super cool. So I guess growing up, you had that,、um, I guess, teacher role model type of thing, or at least in the, you had a teacher in the family that I guess you could kind of look up to, or, or I guess see on a daily basis. For sure. Yes. 
So what specifically about biology did you enjoy? And uh, and then what, what, what would you like to teach um, when you graduate? So uh, I would like to teach biology, but as like a bonus, I'd also love to teach psychology. But I think the reason why those subjects just attracted to me so much was that they're applicable. I could see them. I could see like, so this is... So I, I could make the connections, and if it made sense to me in real life, where I could see it happening, and like, oh, this is actually going on in my body, then like, it just attracts, it just feels so much more useful than like, chemistry, just like a bunch of, you know, atoms and stuff, like, how does drawing these Lewis structures help me? Like, how does that apply to life, right? Uh, and I just had a lot of trouble with relating to other subjects, like, why this is useful. But biology, like from the very get-go, I'm like, oh, I'm learning about my own body, or like, I'm learning about, you know, like what creates the life, right? What 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 makes life life? And I think that's what attracted me so much. This is just so interesting. And psychology is just like, just how do we think, and why do I think? Uh, why why am I thinking the way I am? And it's just, I just really really like that since it's so applicable. I can see everything. Sense. So that's why I really really love those subjects. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so, what made you, I guess, pick uh, University of Texas at Dallas or UTD uh, to go to school? Is there any specific reason um, that you picked UTD, or was it just kind of like the the option that was near home? No, uh, I actually picked UT Dallas specifically because of the UT program, since uh, since I, not only it's like just having UT just super marketable. Because not only do you graduate with a biology degree, uh, you teach is a super recognizable program, and you, you graduate with a bio degree and you graduate with a teaching certification at the same time. And it's like people really, really like you teach. I think there's, uh, I'm not totally sure if this is accurate, but um, I'm pretty sure this is. But 100% of uh, all the teachers who finished the you teach program who wanted a job got a job. So that's like pretty amazing, right? <laughs> at least for the at least for the last. Uh, last semester uh, last like year of graduates which which i think is very very impressive um so that's like like that's one of the biggest reasons why and you can still do a lot with a biology degree even if you don't want to teach right uh, you can still uh you can still do research and you can still well it's not that much you can do <laughs> but you can still do research <laughs> and you can still maybe like go like um, i don't know do something with it <laughs> oh for sure for sure um so, okay, so I mean, I personally don't know anything about the the UTeach program or just the <laughs> teacher certification program. So, what's the process like, at least in the US, uh, to become like a teacher? How do you even how do you even start to become a teacher? Do you have to take like specific classes? To yeah. To teach you how to teach, or how does that work? Yeah. So, uh, it's what I also really like about the UTeach program. It's a little bit unique. Since that, um, in the first semester, they actually allow us to teach a few lessons, which I really, really appreciate because hands-on experience is so, so important. Uh, I think in other traditional teaching programs, they let you, or you just have to take a bunch of teaching classes uh, where they teach you how to teach for like the first two, two, three years, and then in the last semester, you finally get to go out to teach. But what if by then you realize, ooh, I really don't like to teach? So, and then you already spent so much time. That's why I chose you teach since. Uh, you get to dip your hands inside of it like really quickly. But uh, to answer your question on what you have to do, uh, there's multiple ways to get certified. 
but uh, there's like an alternative certification path and then there's just like programs like you teach um, but I think what every single one have in common uh, they might be getting rid of the system but you have to first take something called a pedagogy test uh, but that test is supposed to be like so if you're this if, if a teacher does or sorry if a student does this in your classroom like like disrupts what's the proper way to go about this situation like a would you like send them to detention b tell them tell them to talk with you outside or c like be right in front of like the class so it's yet to like that nice so like, it's a, like a multiple choice exam yeah yeah uh but they might get rid of that uh, texas and then is in the middle of like trying to get rid of that so my year maybe i might not have to take that test and of course, there's the second test you have to take, which uh, is a content test. You have to know your content, of course. So those are the two major tests. But uh, you also have to write like a essay. It's called like an NTPA. You have to write like a massive essay, uh, just analyzing your lesson and how how your lesson like how your lesson uh, helped the teach uh, help the kids learn and how like the pro- evidence that they did learn and stuff like that. Man, that's uh, it's, it's it's a lot more complicated than I feel like I expected, and I feel like that's maybe <laughs> the case for a lot of people. Um, okay, very cool. Um, I guess one final program um, or one final question. Um, so, I'm, I'm I'm sure that you've met people that were just inherently good at teaching. Um, do you think that teaching is a skill that you just kind of that you can develop by practicing, like by teaching? Or do you think it's just kind of like a, I don't know, God-given or like genetic uh, skill that you either have or you don't? No, I definitely think that uh, people can improve uh, all the time. And that's that's the point of, or I think that's that's uh, the reason why we have teaching, I guess, classes is so you can improve. There's actually so many books and like articles online about like education research and how to be a better teacher. Uh so like everyone's always, always trying to get better as a teacher. In fact, as a teacher, you have to go to something called um, a professional, uh, I think it's professional conferences. No, no. Well, you have to go to like professional development, uh, I guess, things. Courses, and, right? Or, yeah, courses yeah. or something like Events. that every once in a while. And then just to, to help you become a better teacher, even if you are teaching, right? And like the... Uh, what people don't think about a lot for the principal, the reason why the principal is there is to help the teacher uh, become a better teacher. They're not there to like, you know, fire the teachers and stuff. They're, they're there to support you. So yes, I, I do think that uh, people do start off, people do start off a lot better than some, than some others, but I think everyone can get better. It's a skill. So, so okay, so you think it's a skill, okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, one, one final question about teaching, I promise. Um, as a future teacher in training, uh, what's your opinion on standardized tests? Like, I believe it's the STAR exam that they take in Texas, right? I think there are better ways to measure uh, how much a student has learned. But right now, there's the right now standardized testing is probably the most practical way so for a student to learn. Or, or sorry, for a student to measure the student's understanding. Or like a more, the most practical way, uh, like okay. of course standardized testing can it's, it can suck, especially since I'm a student and I've been through that. But it's hard <laughs> to it's it's hard to always like you know measure a student's understanding, and I think that's like the fastest way to do it. 
and since you have to it's not just like one-on-one one-on-one tutoring if you're teaching like a class of like 30 people and if or like maybe 20 to 30 people times that by six since you have like six classes that's a lot and you can't do one-on-one like assessment every single time that's why it's standardized standardized tests exist so of course i wish that could be changed but right now i don't think there is a more practical way okay yeah no that's yeah that's a very fair answer um okay so i i guess let's transition a little bit away from from teaching in your major and talk a little bit about your experience as a college student right so you, you know you were you're a sophomore now so mm-hmm. you kind of made it through that freshman freshman year mm-hmm. um i could you talk a little bit about your first year in college yeah i thought uh so I was all over the place uh, during in freshman year. And when I say all over the place, Who I literally it? mean uh, <laughs> well, I literally meant all over the place. Since for a little bit I lived at Northside, for a little bit I lived uh, illegally. Well, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but I illegally lived inside the dorms for a little bit, <laughs> and that I, I mean, also uh, was a commuter for a little bit too. Okay, so 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 you literally lived everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you lived. So, how how long did you, I guess, live illegally uh, in the dorms? So that was probably the shortest. Uh, I basically just slept on someone's couch for like two weeks, uh, just to get like, I guess, used to the dorm life. Because, because why not? Why not just like play around in your freshman year? Uh, but yeah, why not? I think sleeping on a couch compared to sleeping on a bed, I'd much rather be sleeping on a bed. So. I dropped that pretty quickly since like my sleep quality is going downhill, and you could hear everything. <laughs> like as soon as someone like just like went to the bathroom, I'd be woken up. And there's like, uh, well, there's another person illegally like living there, so it was like four, it was five people in a single dorm. Uh, oh man, so it was, it was pretty crammed, and like every single time someone would have to use the bathroom, wake up or you know just a single cough that'd wake me up. So that was that was fun while doing it, but. I wouldn't do it again. You wouldn't glad, do it I'm glad, again. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I had the experience, but I wouldn't do it again. Okay, cool. Um, did you come into college with like knowing already knowing people here? I, I guess at UTD, or were you just kind of like had to make your own new friends? Uh, since I came from like from Plano, which is Plano Senior High School, and that's like a school that's relatively close to UTD. So yes, I did know some people. But from, uh, but I didn't really, I guess, maintain a lot of those friends. Well, I still knew a lot of people. And, but, so yes, yes, to, an- to answer your question, yes, I did know people. But I still made a lot of, I still met and made a lot of new friends though. And how did you do that? Because I feel like one of the things that people say online about UT Dallas is that, <laughs> oh, there's no social life, oh, you know you can't make friends um how how did you overcome that i guess or uh, what did you use to make friends i think that's a really good question um so something so something that like you know you see all the all the time online is that like no one has friends right and i think you have to realize that uh, even if you don't have friends yourself like right like no one has friends everyone's still and everyone wants friends everyone wants friends no one wants to be lonely so uh during the first year of freshman, during the first semester of freshman year, I challenged myself to try to sit with a new person at the dining hall every single uh, every single day. Uh, I gave up like halfway through the semester, though. <laughs> but Man, but so was, every single day you would sit, just you would just go up to a table and be like, "Hey, can I sit here and eat?" Yes, with you? yes, uh, yeah. So it took a lot of courage to do so, right? 
Um, there's like there's all obvious there's obviously there's a few awkward conversations, but for the most part, I got to meet a lot of people. Um, Did people ever were like no, or were just gave you that like stink eye, like get the hell out of my face? No, but I would. Uh, there's like certain there's like I guess indicators for me to not sit there. So like if they had their laptop out, I'm like all right, I'm not gonna sit with you since it seems like you're pretty busy. Or if they're doing homework, smart, smart. I wouldn't sit with them either. Okay. Yeah. But that's, if, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, that's that, that that's that's crazy. Um, to to me, honestly, that like that's the I guess the courage that you need just to go and eat, um, with a random new person. Um, that's that that that's wild. Um, did you like keep in touch with any of those people that you met? Uh, so for the most part, like no. <laughs> that's if I'm being honest. For the most part, no. But occasionally, uh, I'd meet someone that I guess we like we really like I guess vibe with, and then. Uh, we like hit it off, and we just be- we became good friends, or met like another group of their friends, and we just uh, kept trying to uh, talk. So, so yeah, I'd say that like yes, I did actually meet some friends like like that, and uh, I-, I would do it again. Oh, interesting. Um, did you meet any like very like interesting people? And you you know you can use or you can pick whatever definition of interesting uh, you would like. But do you have any like stories of people that you met? Of course, of course. Uh, I can't. I'm not gonna say any names, but uh, please don't. Yeah, but I, I guess part of the reason why I stopped doing it was because uh, the more as as time went on, the people who sat uh, alone were, I guess, uh, the the conversations gradually got worse and worse uh, because like people who sat alone, they used to just found their sort of group of friends, so. It was harder to maintain a conversation with those, like I guess, the people we sat alone. If that makes sense at all. Oh, okay. So, so right. So, because as the kind of year went on, the people that might sit alone in the beginning of the semester kind of like found their group of friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm just like, all right, you know, this is like I had like four bad conversations in a row where like this person doesn't. It's hard to maintain a conversation with the person. I might as well just find my own group of friends and just start sitting with them again. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I ended up doing. Okay, so for I guess for the rest of the semester or the year, you just kind of yeah, like basically, basically. But I, I enjoyed I enjoyed doing it while I did do it since not only like the first first semester, everyone's trying to like meet people, right? So they're really open to it. They're really welcoming. Like, yeah, yeah, come and join. Come and join. What's your name? Talk to me. But that starts, you, you start to feel that vibe like close off later in the semester. They're like, ooh, I don't want to meet new people. <laughs> At least I, I felt that vibe towards me personally. So I'm like, all right, all right. It looks like uh, it looks like a lot more people want their own alone time. So I'll give them their alone time, right? And how did you think of this? So did someone like give you this idea or did you just like talk about this? Or did you just kind of like come up with this idea one day, you know, when you woke up? Well, uh, no, it's just I, the, the first few, like the first day I went to eat, since I need to eat, like, all right, well, I don't see any of my friends here. Uh, am I going to eat alone or am I going to sit with someone? And I just sat with someone random and I like, I enjoyed it. So I did it again and I did it again. And I'm like, all right, let's just make this routine. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, so coming into college, I guess, what are some of the what are some of the misconceptions that you had 
about college and I guess about college life that were, you know, I guess shattered or broken within the first year or so. I'll give you an example. Like, um, I, I came into college um, thinking that, oh, college is going to be about, like, partying and, you know, just, like, doing stupid things. Um, not really, like, focused on academics, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. At least, at least in a place like UT Dallas, that was quickly, like you know shattered at least uh, that 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 i guess point of view of college and i mean I, I i blame our media for that all the movies and tv shows um about college yeah um, I, was, I was i was gonna use that one but <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely did you feel that way i guess coming in of course like when i was a high school student i'd always ask all like the college students just like oh wow do you go to parties and stuff like what are parties like tell me what are parties like <laughs> But uh, UT Dallas, um, I guess there's, there's. Uh, I'm not saying there's not parties since there definitely is. You just, uh, you just have to find the right people or just find the right group. But uh, there's, I guess there's not a huge pressure to, I guess, go to parties and look cool. I mean, hopefully college there's no pressure to do that, right? So I guess, I guess we'll for an incoming freshman. So for a high school senior now. Um, what, what what would be some advice that you would give to kind of help them throughout the first couple months at least uh, of kind of figuring out college? I'd say, first of all, take the initiative uh, in terms of just take the initiative socially. Everyone is afraid to like do something or start something or just be the first person to say hi. And I guess it took a lot of guts to, you know, sit with someone every single uh, sit with someone new every single day at the dining hall. But I just sort of just got used to it. And, you know, it's like there's like a, almost like a period where people are like open to meeting people. Uh, but I feel like that that closes pretty quickly after after freshman year, like people are more closed off. They're not like they're not going to be as welcoming to try to meet people, you know? Oh, oh for sure. Um, yeah. I feel like, you know, I, 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 I guess you just have to kind of like seize the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone has no friends at the very beginning. So, like, uh, you know, just... And just like accept it and just start making friends just talk to people like you might have not you might not have friends now but that's the point just make friends it will go away and this this is like a critical opportunity so you have to really just uh just grow up and just do it like there's it's not high school anyone no one cares anymore just do it <laughs> uh are you sponsored by nike or no <laughs> no <I'm not. laughs> all right um Good, good. Um, so I guess let's. Uh, I, I kind of want to transition into uh, learning more about you as a as, as a person. Um, I, I, I guess we can start off with like, what what are some of your hobbies? What do you what do you enjoy doing outside of like school and you know well, responsibilities I, and stuff? I'd say I'm a I'm a classic UTD nerd, and I play uh, a lot of I play board games, and in particular, I play a lot of Settlers of Catan. And I, <laughs> I think uh, it's a board game, and I go to tournaments for it. And I'm actually like the, I was last year I was like the North Texas regional champion, and I have my own YouTube Jeez. channel. That's awesome! So I, All right. <laughs> so I spend a lot of time studying the game, and uh, if you are could you tell us a little bit about the game? Like yeah, it's overview. It's a game where you uh, you well, you roll dice, and depending if what the you roll two dice, and depending what comes out on the dice, let's say like a six. Uh, there's a bunch of resources on the board, and every resource has a number on it, like two, three, four, five, six. 
So if you roll the six, then you get the resource that the six is on. So it's about you roll dice, you get the resources, and with that resource, you can build stuff. So okay. So, so like, I mean, it's that like, kind of sounds like game. a civilization. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it, you can say it's like a civilization builder game, but uh, okay. But there's uh, there's a lot more to that. So I'm a, I'm a really big fan and nerd of it, and I spend a lot of time uh, playing. <laughs> okay, very cool. Um, how did you get into it? Uh, and and I guess when did you get into that? Uh, I started all the way back in, like my senior year of high school, and uh, I just it was and I played with some friends, and I wanted to get better, so I started doing more research online. Uh, all the research, all like the resources online are like pretty garbage, except like one source. Uh, and I also wanted to play competitively since I'm just in general like a really competitive person. Uh, <laughs> and, bef- and before that, I, I'd also played competitive Smash Bros. So I'm like, well, might as well try this also. I stopped playing competitive okay. Smash Bros. a little bit before. So you, you, you played competitive Smash Bros. Uh, which yes. one was that? It was, which, which Smash, Bros. it was that uh, Smash 4, so that's the, that's the one that was on the Wii U. Uh, okay, Smash 4. Yeah, I played that for like maybe two or three years, and then uh, school just sort of got to me and I stopped. But do I enjoyed it. Did you, enjoyed my did you time play the, or do you play the new one? Have you played the I new don't, one? I don't, I uh, don't. I can still play the new one to like a competent level, uh, but I get like totally crushed in a tournament now since I don't have a game, I haven't been practicing. Um, but like I think I can still like slaughter casual. <laughs> oh, you 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 will definitely like just you know rub my nose in the ground. This is uh this the ultimate was the first uh this Smash Bros game that I ever played. Um, so I definitely went through that uh, learning curve. Of course, but... of course. I, I love how it's like uh, it's very easy for anyone to to start playing. I think that's what I like. Yeah, about but it's most. so hard to you know so hard to master. I guess. Of course, of course. That, that's with anything fair enough fair enough all right um let's see so what would you say comes easily or naturally to you i think uh talking to people i think that comes pretty easily to me uh and yeah i think talking to people comes pretty easily to me a lot of people uh, i think like from high school they knew me as more of like the quiet kid but I've, I think I've really, like, you know, just college changes people. So I've started to talk with a lot more people. And I'm definitely not the quiet kid anymore. At least I don't think. <laughs> what else? Um, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I, 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 I guess what, what about college made you or kind of, like, shifted that quiet kid into, um, I guess, a more social individual? Uh, the fact that no one was watching me anymore. No one from my, like, like if you screwed up and, and like, if you did something socially awkward at, like, UTD, like, well, who cares? No one cares. Just make new friends. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no one watching anymore. It's not like everyone's watching you. And you can sort of just do whatever you want. It's the first time you can truly just be independent. And where you're free to do what you do. Your parents aren't there. And you can just start actually acting like an adult. And it grows you up really quickly, I think. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I, that I, I kind of felt like is that college just kind of gives you that blank slate. Yes, that yes. Especially if you come 
from a little bit far away to where you don't have too many friends here or you know you don't know too many people i mean there's what like there's 40,000 students at UT Dallas including or maybe 30,000 including grad grad students so even even if you have like 10 15 if you even if you know 10 15 people um you still get to kind of like reinvent yourself of course and yes i think yes. that's something very unique about college and I, I feel like you know we don't get that chance too much uh, in our in our lives. I guess. I agree. I agree. This is a, college is such a unique experience. There's nowhere else you can just sort of just go and have a blank slate. You're totally right. What's your learning style? And I I I, I know this is like maybe a little bit off topic question, but how uh, how do you learn best? How do I learn the best? Well, uh, are you like a visual learner or like a hands, you know, hands-on person? Well, fun fact: uh, they recently, like, education uh, research has recently disproving learning styles. So it's actually like technically not a thing. Cool. <laughs> that's, okay, right. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay. But but uh, <laughs> that what the what helps me learn the most is probably seeing it uh, on a on diagrams and just being able to see a picture. So, you know, if someone just, like, talks at me and, like, doesn't write any notes down, like, it's just going to go right out of my head. But if someone talks at me with a picture and points out the picture, like, occasionally writes notes, that makes a lot more intuitive sense to me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alrighty. Um, do you, do you, do you currently work? Do you have a job or do you, like, volunteer uh, regularly somewhere? Yeah. Uh, well, I am, since I'm in UTeach, you can be, well, I'm currently, like, the, the, so they call like the first intro to teaching class uh, step one for you teach and i'm currently like the you teach ta so that's like the teacher assistant so i'm an undergrad ta i guess it's it's i love the job it's really fun and i'm i would do it again what do you or what are some of your responsibilities as an undergrad ta so it's a little bit different than what you'd expect but uh, i help students with their uh with, i help uh, the, the incoming i help this freshman or well maybe not freshman but the Step one students create a lesson for the class they're going to teach, which is of elementary school students. So I help incoming, so I help like edit the lesson and answer any questions they have. Would you, or what's like a single highest uh, priority in, in your life? Or I guess a couple things that, that you prioritize over everything else? In terms of quality or just like or like health or like education i mean i i, I guess in terms of all of them so what are some what are some things that you will prioritize over everything else all right well i guess i'd first say uh practically in my mind i say that i prioritize my health uh, over more of my grades but i know inherently that's not true since i'd always like stay <laughs> i always stay up late I guess try to finish my homework or I pull crazy like all night and it's just trying to like, you know, get good grids. <laughs> uh, it's like, that's, I mean, in, real, in reality, like I don't prioritize my health over grades, but I tell myself that like, oh no, like your, your mental health and your physical health is way more important, but I never follow through with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. So. What are your expectations of college? And, um, and like, 
I guess more specifically, what do you hope that your experiences in UT Dallas、uh, will do for you later on in life? I hope that it helps me become way more independent and way more mature as a person. Still feel、uh, very young sometimes and like not knowing what I'm doing, but I think everyone feels like that. But I hope at the very end of、uh, at the very end of college, I feel like I'm ready and. I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I just know what I'm doing. I have a purpose. I'm independent, and I can, I can do this. And I think that's especially important as teachers, since、uh, you're actually role modeling for all your students, right? If you, if you see a teacher that's like unprepared, that's just like that's just such a bad model for all the students. It's just like, oh wow, my teacher can do this, and so can I. And and even if it's not, even if it's not saying that out loud, it's subtle, right? You're micro messaging to your students, and that's not sure, good. Sure. So I guess、uh, the, the biggest、uh, soft skill I hope to take away is maturity, and、uh, yeah, just straight up maturity, and just being more responsible. Being, I guess, starting starting to do adult things. <laughs> starting to do adult things.、Um, <laughs> what are、uh, I guess what are some of those adult things that you hope to you hope to start doing within the next couple years? I mean, be financially independent. Like cook for yourself, like take care of the place where you live, just be able to sustain yourself and、uh, not be a mess. Still, like you know, be on be be places on time,、uh, and just start. <laughs> You're just giving off that vibe. You have things together. I guess that's really important. Yeah. Fair enough. Alrighty.、Um... Do you anticipate any challenges coming up within the next? I guess you have two and a half years, right? Two years left.、Um, or do you, do you anticipate any any challenges that you're gonna face, or do you think you might face? Of course, I I always face the challenge of academics.、Uh, I'm the just like I I like to. Well, personally, I think that the science classes at UTD are pretty difficult. But that I mean, that's of course they're gonna be difficult, right? Uh, and they're not going to become any easier.、Uh, and al- along with、uh, you teach, since it gets gradually harder and harder, more time consuming. More time consuming. I know that right now, if I thought this year was hard, I know that my next upcoming year is going to only get harder and harder and harder. So, I'll. So yes, that is going to be a challenge in ter- terms of academics. I think that just balancing things is a lot is a lot of trouble for me.、Uh, I want to have like a social life. I also want to sleep. I also want to like be able to work out. Also, I want to be able to do a bunch of extracurricular activities. Like I want to play guitar still. <laughs> I still want to get good grades. <laughs> and I still have a family. And I still need to eat well. So it's like a lot of things that like start to pile up on top of each other. So I think just of course just the balancing things that I would that that seems like a challenge to me. Uh, I think that、uh, personally, one of the most uh, important uh, lessons that one can learn from college that no one tells you about, or I guess I wasn't really told about, was you know being able to create that balance、um, between you know your academics,、um, between your social life, between your you know hobbies, because you know w- w- when you start college. That's kind of like the first time when you're in control of your time. I mean, literally, you can do whatever you want、um, with that with that block of time that you have. And 
um, I think that, that that was personally one of the things that I struggled with the most was um, trying to balance, you know, between academics uh, versus, you know, the things that I actually enjoy doing. Um, and I think it's, it's a really fine line. And if, if, if a student can, I guess, find that fine line and walk it, then I feel like they're going to be they're going to be successful because at the end of the day, like I know people that have like 4.0s doing, you know, biomedical engineering, but I also know that they study 24 seven. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a type of person that just can't do that. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I can't devote, um, all of my time. And I, I mean, I don't want to look back into college and be like, Oh, you know, I never experienced anything. I never had fun. Um, I just studied. Um, so I, 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 I think that being able to walk that fine line is very important. Of course, of course, I agree. Alrighty. Um, so is there anything else about, you know, your experience of college or yourself that that you that you think is interesting and you would like other people? I know you, you said you have a YouTube channel. <laughs> well, if, if you want to uh, get a certain strategy from the North Texas Regional Catan Champion, uh, go subscribe to me on Delighted Catan. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll include that link. <laughs> all right. All right. Free shout out, I guess. I, I feel bad for shouting myself. But no, okay. don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and anything else that I guess as final uh, remarks? I like I like to say thank you so much for allowing me to do this, and I hope you do get more people, and I hope this keeps going. I'll be for sure uh, always listening to other students' podcasts, as I think other people's as I think other people's stories are super important too. And thank you for being such a good listener and engaging in the conversation. I really appreciate it. <laughs>